That means to stand before God unashamed, unafraid, and to stand before the enemy unashamed, unafraid. Today's church can learn so much from this timely message our Lord Jesus had for the church of Thyatira. The biblical context and the historical setting Pastor Paul unveils in this message brings this vital message to life. Also, learn something about one Jezebel and, most importantly, our loving Father's willingness to restore all who have a teachable spirit. Now join Pastor Paul and the Word Mission Church family. Under his reign. But this woman was continually manipulating Ahab towards the wrong way to the extent that notice, notice, notice what the Bible says. Notice, notice how, 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 how the Bible describes it in 1 Kings 21-25. Notice this. Let's, let's look at these scriptures. They are so important. 1 Kings 21-25. He says, And there was no one like Ahab who sold himself to do wickedness in the sight of the Lord. Notice this. Because Jezebel, his wife, stirred him up. One time, he saw, he saw somebody's vineyard and went, neighbor, and went to ask him, neighbor, can I have your vineyard? Neighbor said, no. According to the law, the inheritance is supposed to stay in the family. I'm not going to sell it. He went home. He was very sad. Jezebel said, why are you sad? Okay, let's, I'm going to take care of this, get this for you. He actually went and fasted and killed Naboth and took the vineyard. And when he came back, Ahab was, 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 was okay with it. And took and took the vein, and, 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 and took the vineyard of Nebot. How did he do what, what did he do? He sold himself to do wickedness in the sight of the Lord because it's what that, that spirit, anything that influences you from the outside to go against the commandment of God. It may be um, it may be a spouse, it may be a friend, it may be a co-worker. Whatever the case might be, that is a spirit that influences you to go against the word of God. You have to be very careful of that and say, I reject it. I'm not accepting it in my life. If it is against the word of God, and in Revelation, he said, this person that calls herself a prophetess is deceiving my people to commit fornication. Any prophet that tells you to leave your spouse and go and marry somebody else, that prophet, I'm telling you right now, is a false prophet. <laughs> it's not a true prophet. It's telling you to go against the commandment of God. God will not let God tell you to go against his word. This was the kind of person that, 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 that she was. I pray in the name of Jesus, may you not yield to any influence from outside that causes you to go against the word of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. How did she end up? 2 Kings chapter 9, verse 30. Thank you, Lord. 2 Kings 9.30. My Lord and my God. Notice this. Let's, let's, let's look at these scriptures. Thank you, Father. 2 Kings 9.30 says, Glory be to the name of the Lord. He says, Now when Jehu had come to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it, and she put paint on her eyes and adorned her head and looked through a window, Verse 33 says, then he said, throw her down. So they threw her down and some of her blood spattered on the wall and on the horses and he trampled her underfoot. And when he had gone in, he ate and drank. Then he said, go now, see to this accursed woman and bury her for she was a king's daughter. 35. So they went to bury her, but they found no more of her than the skull. Notice this. And the feet and the palm of her hands. And the palm of 
of her hands. Have you ever wondered why those things were left? Have ever thought about it? When they were come, they were, when, they, when they were, she looked through a window, notice this, the Bible says, verse 12 says, and she put paint on her eyes. That's a sign of pride. She's trying to cover up. And adorned her head and looked through a window. But when, she, when, 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 when the dogs ate her, only these three parts were left. Have you ever thought about it? Go with me to Proverbs 6, 616. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Proverbs 616. Proverbs 6.16 says, notice this, it says, These six things the Lord hates, yet seven are an abomination to him, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among the brethren. She was guilty of all these seven. <laughs> proud look. So the skull was left behind, a lying tongue, and hence was guilty also of shedding innocent blood. So those three parts, it seemed the dogs detested it so much, they even left those pieces. Those dogs are into bones. But how come they left it? I pray in the name of Jesus, may God deliver us from that. May God deliver us from pride. There should be a humility about us. Lord, I humble myself under your mighty hand. Lord, I yield myself to your plan. Not my will, but your will be done in my life. In the name of Jesus, I will not be part of sowing discord among the brethren and, and coming against the church of God. So, 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 so that, that, descri that describes God. Let, let's keep going now. Revelations 2.21. Notice this. He says, And I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality, and she did not. Now we looked at that word repent last week. It's so important. It's a decision, not an emotional response. And you see, before, going back to the fine brass, he knew all this was going on. He says, I am giving you time to repent. I am giving you space to repent. You see, God doesn't, God, judgment is, is the last option. He would rather we self-correct than be judged. It's so important. So God, before, before it gets to this point, where he says, I'll cast her into a sickbed, he says, I give her space. I give her time to repent. Think about the mercy of God. Maybe you don't even know the Lord Jesus Christ. He's giving you time and space to repent. Nobody gets up and, and, God, and, God, and, God, and God judges them overnight. Because, notice what the Bible says in Matthew 18. Let's go to Matthew 18. There is a principle there. And God is a just God. Matthew 18. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Notice this. Notice this. Notice this. I, I, are, you, are you following this morning? This is, this is, these things are so important. Matthew 18. Matthew 18. Verse 15. It says, the title in the New King James says, Dealing with a sinning brother. He says, moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, you have gained your brother. But if you will not hear, take with you one or two more, that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. But if he refuses to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he refuses even to hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a task collector. That must have been a task collector, must have been a bad person in those days. 
<laughs> if you ever call me a tax collector, Matthew and all those people were tax collectors, Zacchaeus and all those people, they were, they were taking on, on, on due taxes, um, taxes they were not supposed to take. I just noticed that when I was reading, I thought it was funny. <laughs> but the point is, if someone offends, and that's how God is too. If you get into error, into sin, he won't start by exposing it to the whole world. No, that's not how God works. He won't start by exposing it to the whole church. He says, he will come to you in your personal life and say, this area of your life, I need you to fix it. Proud look, all those others, whatever the case might be. Fix this issue in your life. Repent, change your mind. Then, if he doesn't, then he says, take it a step further and then call two or three witnesses to talk to, to hash the issue out. So he goes a step further. Then some, at that point, somebody else may notice it and tell you, I think this area, you, you, you need to do something about it. Then if you don't, it, it goes a step further. No one gets to where whatever they've done is exposed to the whole world overnight. No, 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 no. That's, that, that's not how God works. He's going to give us opportunity. He says, I give her space. I gave her time to repent. It reminds me of Nebuchadnezzar. God said, quit what you, what you are doing or I'm going to send you. Uh, you are going to start hanging out with a, with a wild beast in the field. God gave him one year. He didn't fix it. So he became the minister of agriculture. <laughs> That's just my, my version of it. <laughs> nobody, nobody. God will start dealing you as we, as sometimes if there's an issue in your life that needs to be fixed, it, it seems that you see it in every, every, every verse. Fix this area. Fix this, fix this area. Fix this area. Then you don't, you, you don't do it. I, well, I had a testimony one time. Um, let, before I, I read that, go, go with me to 1 Corinthians 11. We use this scripture for communion, but it's applicable here. 1 Corinthians 11. Notice this. He says, Concerning the, the communion, verse 27, examine yourself. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the, of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For who, who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks, notice this, judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For if we will judge ourselves, we will not be judged. And when we are, we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. If we judge ourselves, we will not be judged. So when you come to the communion table, uh, come humbly and reverently. Use it as a point of examination. We trust you're being blessed by this message. Word Mission Church International, diverse church family, located at 5050 Edison Avenue, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80915, right here in Colorado Springs. Make plans to join the WMCI family in person Sunday at 10 a.m., Saturday at 6 p.m., and Wednesday prayer and teaching at 6 p.m. To join us online for live streaming services, find Word Mission Church International on Facebook or YouTube. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube to be notified when we stream live on Wednesdays at 6 p.m., 
and Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Visit wordmissionchurchinternational.org to download a free book, What Every Christian Needs to Know. Also, download free prayer cards to pray the scriptures over your children, marriage, and so much more. Your kids will love our kids' online church, where they can play Bible trivia games, download Bible coloring pages, and so much more. Text or call 719-235-5535 with any questions. Now, let's continue with The Word with Pastor Paul and the Word Mission Church family. If there's something that God points out to you, say, I'm going to quit it and stop. Because if you don't, he says, that's the reason. These people are in the church. He says, that's the reason they are sick. That's the, that's the, they are weak. They are sick and they die prematurely. Because they wouldn't judge themselves. They won't, they, they, they got, I mean, they are take, not likely, they are estimating likely the body of the Lord. There was, there was, a, there was a, a certain gentleman. He was at the, about the eight, in his mid-60s, and he got very sick. And this preacher went out, and naturally to all of us, we just grew up, we are going to lay, they are going to lay hands, pray for the person to be healed. He closed his eyes and wanted to pray. When he put, out, put his hands on the person to pray, he felt another hand on his pulling it away. Then he opened his eyes to check if anybody was around. There was nobody around. Then he closed his eyes again, trying to pray, and then the, the hand pulled him out. Then he sensed that the presence of God was in this place. And he said, why can't I pray for this person's healing? He's not old enough to die. God said, I've been waiting on him. He got saved at the age of 13 years. I've been waiting on him to get rid of sin out of his life. And he hasn't done it. So because of that, I turned him over to the enemy for the destruction of the flesh. You cannot pray for him. He's gone too far. He's gone way out. He didn't judge himself. He says, if we are chastened by the Lord, it's so that he will not be condemned with the world. It beats going to hell. Actually, that's an act of love. Because if he continues that path, down that path, it's going to get worse. So God says, let's cut it down here and be, be done with. It's so important when God corrects us that we take his correction. Very, 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 very important. He says, I give her space to repent. And you, see, and you see, when God corrects us, again, it's an act of his love. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 12. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hebrews 12. Glory be to the name of the Lord. These things are so important. How to respond to correction. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews 12. Let me, let, let's go to dig it out. Hebrews 12. He says, notice this. From verse 6. Notice this. Let's start from verse 5. He says, For you are forgotten to the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. My son or my child, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. He says, For whom the Lord loves, notice this, he chastens and scourges every son whom he loves, whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons, for what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which, another translation says discipline, of which have all become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. 
Furthermore, we've had human fathers who corrected us and we pay them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the father of spirits and live? For they indeed for a few days trusting us as seemed best to them. But he, notice this, this is so important. But he for our prophet that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Do you see that? If God leaves your case, then it's not good. If you are a child, if you are a son, he's supposed to discipline and to correct you. And he sees that when he corrects you, when he disciplines you, it is not, uh, it, it's for your profit. It is for your good. It is for your benefit that he's correcting you, that you may be partakers of his holiness and bear the right kind of fruit of righteousness. He wants you to, you to bear fruit. He wants you to, in that correction, he says we've had fathers from a natural standpoint. They corrected us and we pay them respect. How much more our God? When he corrects us, say thank you Lord. Actually, the more you mature spiritually, the more you look forward to his correction. Lord, anything in my life that is not pleasing to you, please show it to me and I will fix it. So correct me and I, I will take it gladly. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus in this season, may we yield to the correction of the Lord. May we yield to his correction. May we yield to his correction. If you believe that, say amen. amen. And as he shows it to us, as we yield to his correction, may we bear that fruit of righteousness in the name of Jesus. That word righteousness is a heavy word in the Pauline epistles. That means to stand before God unashamed, unafraid, and to stand before the enemy unashamed, unafraid. He wants us to yield that fruit, so he corrects us. He prunes us. Sometimes it's, 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 sometimes it's difficult. It's, it's, it, we, we may not enjoy it, but when God corrects you and you look at the, you correct it and you look at the fruit, you say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for correcting me. Come, thank you, Lord, for helping me fix this area of my life. In the name of Jesus, as God reveals areas, even as we are sitting under the influence of God's word this morning, as God reveals to us areas of our lives, may we fix it in Jesus' name. Notice 2 Timothy 3.16. He's writing to, to, to Timothy. He says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's profitable for doctrine. One time I was ministering, after I, after I preached, a gentleman came up to me and said, wow, I didn't realize that all the scriptures were from God. It just dawned on him that the scriptures were from God. Sometimes you hear all these things, and maybe there are mistakes, errors in the scriptures. Don't ever believe that lie. Holy men of God wrote the scriptures as they were inspired of God, like the Bible says. So he says, and it's profitable, notice this, for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. I like that word righteousness. It does something to me. But notice, he says, he says there, there, there are four things that he points out here. 
All, three of them have to do with action. Doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction. The word of God is 75% something that we, we have to do. It's not only doctrine, it's for reproof, it's for correction, and for instruction. See, so many times we just like the promises. We don't like the, correct, the reproof, we don't like the correction, nor that do we want to do the instruction. May God deliver us from that in Jesus' name. <laughs> 75%. Something that the word of God is, 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 is an action word. I pray in the name of Jesus, may we yield to his correction in the name of Jesus. You see, when he corrects you, he's not, he's going, to, he's not going, to, he's going to correct you with his word. And when that word comes, sometimes it's, 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 it's not fun when, when, when he's correcting you. But he says when it's all done, it's for your profit. It's for your good. He wants you to turn out all right. Just like natural parents, when we correct our kids, we want them to turn out good. Let's, keep, let's, 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 go, let's go back to, the, to, to, to our friends in Tatara. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. He says, and I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented, and she repented not. Behold, I will cast her, notice this, I will cast her into a sick bed, and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation, unless, again, he's given an opportunity, they repent of their deeds. You see, you see, by, by getting into that area, God, you have opened, they, they have opened the door to the enemy. It, God, Jesus, he says, I'll cast her into a sick bed. In, 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 it's, it's, I will put an end to this operation. I will put an end to this doctrine. I will bring this to an end because this is hurtful to the church. This is hurtful to the body of Christ. I'm going to end and seize her operation. Bring an end to that. It's like a cancer. If it starts, the doc, the, the, I mean, it, it's not controlled or healed or something that is going to spread to the whole body. So Jesus, in his love, again for the church, says, I'm going to put an end to this. Again, it's an act of love. If they don't repent, I'm giving them space. Unless they repent of their deeds. That, 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 that's what he's saying there. Then he goes on to say, is it, that word tribulation there is pressure. Sometimes the pressure that we go through, we put ourselves in there. It's not God's fault. Don't blame God. Like I was saying last week, God is not your problem. (laughs) We started by saying what? He prays that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. That's God's will for all time. That's God's will for your family. That's God's will for every area of your life. When the pressure comes due to some of these things, he's been corrected. He's been pointing out. You're not fixing it. You're not fixing it. Then the pressure comes. But this morning, I'm talking to a company of people that when God looks at us, he will say, wow, I observe your works. I see your love. I see your faith. I see your faithfulness. I see your works. May that be your testimony in the name of Word Mission Church International, diverse church family, located at 5050 Edison Avenue, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80915, right here in Colorado Springs. Make plans to join the WMCI family in person Sunday at 10 a.m., Saturday at 6 p.m., and Wednesday prayer and teaching at 6 p.m. To join us online for live streaming services, find Word Mission Church International 
on Facebook or YouTube. Like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube to be notified when we stream live on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. and Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Visit wordmissionchurchinternational.org to download a free book, What Every Christian Needs to Know. Also, download free prayer cards to pray the scriptures over your children, marriage, and so much more. Your kids will love our kids' online church, where they can play Bible trivia games. Download Bible coloring pages and so much more. To partner with us to spread the gospel, please text GIVE to 719-235-5911. Visit wordmissionchurchinternational.org to learn more. Text or call 719-235-5535 with any questions.